Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another Diz Explorers mini-sode. I'm Jessica, and today I'm going to take on the daunting task of prepping you for Infinity War, which is the upcoming Avengers crossover, just mega movie that's coming out at the end of this month. In our last podcast episode, we talked about the Marvel Universe post-Captain America Civil War, um, and we all kind of agreed that it's a little overwhelming to try to remember where everybody is and what their positions are and, and everything surrounding each character going into Infinity War since there are so many characters that we need to remember. So in this mini-sode, I'm going to give a quick recap of what went down in Civil War to divide the Avengers, talk through where each of our heroes are right now, both in terms of physical location and their opinions, um, and go over the locations of the much-coveted Infinity Stones that will be really at the center of the upcoming movie. And that's a lot, but hey, I think it's easier than trying to watch a zillion movies before you head into Infinity War, because I just think that's almost impossible at this point. So <laughs> let's start with a very quick summary of the events of Captain America Civil War, which, as Melanie says, is a better Avengers 2 than Avengers 2 was, because it really had all of the important players involved. So at a super high level, the UN fears the Avengers are out of control and they want to pass legislation called the Sokovia Accords, which basically say the Avengers have to answer to a higher authority and they can no longer be autonomous. And this splits the team basically in half, thus the Civil War, with Iron Man leading the charge in favor of signing the Accords and being controlled, and Captain America leading the charge against the Accords and wanting to be autonomous. And then tensions rise even further when we learn more about what the Winter Soldier did when brainwashed, specifically to Iron Man's family, which results in this end showdown battle between the two sides. And I hesitate to say winner, but in the end, Iron Man's side kind of wins out in that most of the anti-Accords members get locked away in a high-tech prison called the Raft, which is specifically designed for people with powers so they can't just break out. Um, and the Iron Man pro-Accord team starts cooperating with the UN and US government, and they're still public superhero figures rather than kind of disappearing. So that's where we are in, in the storyline. Of course, movies have come out since then, including the most recent Black Panther, which have furthered stories a little bit. But um, Captain America Civil War basically lays the groundwork for everybody's positions going into into Infinity War. So I think that's probably the most important storyline to really remember rather than the individual superhero movies. Um, now let's talk a little bit about where each of the heroes are 
and obviously there are a lot of them, so to make this as easy as possible to break down, I split our characters into three categories. Public players, shadow players, and prisoners. Um, so let's start with the public players. I call them that because they are working with the UN and the US government, and they don't currently carry out operations in secret or in the dark, and they're pretty outspoken about how they want to be in participation with the Sokovia Accords, and, and they're following the rules, basically. And this is a small team right now. We just have three players, or I guess two and a half, because one is kind of a gray, it seems like a convert, but I'll get to that in a second. So first, Iron Man. Obviously, he wanted to sign the Accords. He's very pro-control at this point, and he's still based in New York and is preparing for an anticipated invasion by Thanos onto Earth. And War Machine, who has been Iron Man's right-hand man, man, excuse me, um, and he was severely injured in Civil War, but he's currently going through rehab and relearning how to walk and how to train and, and basically be an Avenger. And he's doing this with the aid of specific technology designed by Iron Man to help him. And the third player I kind of mentioned before about being in the gray is Black Panther. And at first, Black Panther was kind of the ultimate Shadow Avenger because he emerged out of nowhere and wasn't seemingly on anybody's side. And he agreed to house Captain America and Winter Soldier secretly in Wakanda, protecting them. And that almost made him kind of a figurehead for the Shadow player since he's providing their environment. But at the very end of the standalone Black Panther movie, T'Challa, which is Black Panther's name, publicly reveals Wakanda to the world, which eliminates the Shroud of Secrecy and, and exposes all of these Shadow Avengers. So he isn't quite a public player in the same way as maybe Iron Man is, but he's certainly not in the shadows anymore by his own doing. So now let's talk about the Shadow players. The two most obvious are Captain America and Winter Soldier. So as I just mentioned, after the Civil War fallout, Captain America brought Winter Soldier to Wakanda, where T'Challa's sister Shuri cryogenically freezes him until they can figure out how to undo his brainwashing. And in the meantime, Captain America is covertly fighting crime with rogue Avengers, and he's kind of based out of Wakanda. And then at the very end of the Black Panther standalone movie, we see that Shuri successfully undid the brainwashing, and Winter Soldier is awake now, and he's recovering. Black Widow is another shadow player. She originally sided with Iron Man and wanted to sign the Accords, but eventually changed her mind um, and went on the run. She helps her fellow rogue Avengers in the shadows, but she's definitely not stationed in one place, and she's very, very aloof as far as these shadow players go. And after the events of the Civil War, if, as we saw at the end of the movie, Captain America secretly freed the team members that were trapped in the raft. Falcon, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, and Ant-Man. So Falcon joins Captain America and Winter Soldier. He's in Wakanda. Hawkeye and Ant-Man both left, I say left, but, you know, temporarily left Avenger life to go back to their families. They're kind of semi-in-retirement, don't want to be these public figureheads. Um, and then there's Scarlet Witch, who, like the Black Widow, went on the run, but instead of running to fight with rogue Avengers... She disappeared to secretly reunite with Vision, who defected from Iron Man's side to find her. So the two of them, at this moment, don't really align to a side, and they're kind of in hiding just 
the two of them because they want to be together and they have this almost romance but not quite right now going on but I think it's important to note that not all of the shadow players are on the run or hiding in secret on purpose and the examples of this include Doctor Strange he helped Thor during Ragnarok but has not otherwise interacted with the Avengers so I classify him as a shadow player just because he's not at the forefront of what's going on yet but that's going to change immediately in, in Infinity War once he starts interacting with everyone and another person I'd put in this category is Spider-Man because he returned to school in New York after the events um, of Civil War and he's not really committed to being a full-time superhero. He's by far the youngest of these heroes so it just kind of makes sense that he's still in the shadows, not fully in the game yet. And then of course I would also include the Guardians of the Galaxy in this group as well. Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot because they've been fighting in space, but if we're considering kind of our battleground for Infinity War to mostly be Earth, they're totally shadow players because they haven't really established themselves. They don't have these relationships built with the other Avengers. We don't quite know where they fit in yet. So it's kind of a, a tentative shadow, but they're gonna be at the forefront very soon. And then the last two people that I'd put in this category are Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They're shield agents, so they're supposed to be in the background. But they came out to help the Avengers in Age of Ultron and then sort of disappeared again. And I don't know how they're going to come into play in Infinity War, but it seems like with such a huge crossover that it's just inevitable that they'll be players. So those are all of the free Avengers and, and characters that aren't currently in someone else's control. Which brings us to our last category, which would be prisoners. And the people that were in the raft that got broken out thankfully had Captain America, but we have our other prisoners that had nobody to set them free, and they're currently in uh, captivity by Thanos, the villain of Infinity War. And those three are Loki, Thor, and Hulk. And they were captured by Thanos at the end of Ragnarok. They're kind of in this hiding position, and they're, they're not in a good spot, but if we know our Avengers, especially... Loki, the trickster god, he's not going to stay still for very long, so I can't wait to see how that plays out. And I'm hoping that that recap of those major characters isn't too confusing. I know there's a ton of them, and, and it's a lot to remember. And I'm a visual thinker, so my tip for anyone that's still trying to piece together who goes where, do a quick Google search of the Avengers and the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of as it is right now. I found a couple of different charts and timelines that were super helpful when I was putting this mini-sode together, so I think it would help you as well. So last but not least, I'd like to talk about the most important part of the upcoming movie and its namesake, the Infinity Stones. The villain of Infinity War, Thanos, is searching for all of these stones because their combined power would make him completely invincible and obviously unstoppable. And in the Marvel Universe, there are six total stones, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we've only been introduced to five. So at this point, fans are not 100% sure that the sixth one will come into play, um, but just in case it does, I'll include that in this list. So the first one is the Space Stone. Loki currently secretly has it in his Tesseract weapon. We saw that come into play as a big role in the Avengers 2012 film. And it seems like that's going to come back in for Infinity War since there's a stone in there. The second is the Mind Stone, which is currently inside Vision's head and powers his physical being. 
The third is the reality stone, which took on the form of that weird, I think it was called ether mist that almost killed Thor's love interest Jane in Thor the Dark World. And currently this stone is in the possession of the Collector from the Guardians of the Galaxy films. The fourth is the Power Stone. The Guardians of the Galaxy took this stone to the Nova Corps on Xandar for protection. The fifth is the Time Stone, and Doctor Strange wears it on his Eye of Agamotto necklace. And then the sixth, which is still the mysterious, is the Soul Stone. I suspect this will pop up in Infinity War just because it's pretty well known, but at this point we can't be 100% sure. That's a lot, but that's that's where we are. The current storyline, the locations of the major players, and what's the deal with the Infinity Stones. Um, I hope this recap was helpful and not too overwhelming. And please let me know if I forgot any major characters or events, which I'm sure is possible because this universe is just so big. Infinity War hits theaters April 27th, so you still have some time to catch up on the movies. If you can only watch one, I would recommend, obviously, Captain America Civil War, because I think it's going to set a good foundation for Infinity War. And if you'd like to catch up on our podcast, you can find us us over at disexplorers.com. We've got links to all of our latest episodes and minisodes, links to our individual social media, and then we've got all kinds of blogs and our uh, other Disney content up there that's always being updated. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you real soon. Follow our troop at www.disexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers, and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic!